0: Monday, November 6th, and all I can tell you is that the fork in the road is here. What's the old saying? When you get to the fork in the road, take it. Well, here it is for the 49ers, and down one path is the Super Bowl. Down another path is bust. And it's that clear. It's Super Bowl or bust for the San Francisco 49ers, and they've got a second half that is about to be theirs to show us what they're going to do with the remainder of this season? Welcome back! It is so good to be with you once again here on YouTube. It was even better to be in person with so many of you yesterday at Plus Mania Two Electric Boogaloo at Victory Hall. Thanks to everyone at Victory Hall for making us so welcome. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, it was. I even said to uh, the, the video that we had rolling yesterday. When I originally heard that, you know, you can build an audience in a lot of places, but you can't build a community anywhere else like you can build it on YouTube, my eyes would roll. I'd be like, "Whatever. Come on. What are you, you want to be selling cookies over here? What do you? Come on. What are you talking about?" It's the truth. It's the honest to goodness truth. Jillian and I had such a wonderful time with so many of you yesterday. Thanks to coming, th- th- thanks for coming out. Um, what was great was other than Plusmania 1, which is where we got to meet so many people for the first time, now you had a little bit of recognition kicking in. And without Jack and Ozzy there, <laughs> you know, we actually got a real chance to talk with, with everyone. And I hope we certainly did. I, it feels like I peeled off for a conversation at one point and another with every single person in that room. And everyone, you know, was nice enough to tell me what this show and this channel meant to them. I hope I communicated to you all what you mean to me, what you mean to Jillian, what you mean to, to Larry Kruger, who showed up yesterday with his beautiful wife, Amy, and hung out for a while. Um, you mean an awful lot to us, and I, I can't thank you enough. Um, I'm pretty sure by the end, I was getting a little faded myself. I think I called AJ Cruz Ernie on the way out. I'm like, take care, Ernie. He looked at me a little funny, and I'm like, ah, I think I got that wrong as soon as I said it. I think we had four Ernie's there yesterday, though, like it was it was it was a disproportionate ratio of Ernie's to humans. I mean, you got to go into basically the Sesame Street backup puppet room to find that many Ernie's in one place. And what was also really cool was a whole bunch of people showed up whose names don't often appear in the chat. You know, they say they listen or they listen to the podcast only for the most part and don't really participate because they're working or they're busy in the actual chat that's going on. And that's how I got to know a lot of people's names or certainly nom de plumes on YouTube. And there were three, four guys who came up to me yesterday and said, I wasn't here for the first Mania You don't see me in the chat room, but I just want to let you know that I'm watching and I'm enjoying it. And thank you. I mean, thank you all so very much. I mean, we got... Let's see. We got uh, uh, getting loose in the pluse and oy 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 and send it in Jerome stickers from the postman in Capitola. Oy oy oy! Who believe it or not, his 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 given Christian name is not the postman in Capitola, but don't let this T-shirt fool you, because he's given away. You can be postman in Capitola T-shirts as well with oy 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 plus on the back. I mean, people came in with gifts and presents. And uh, obviously Chef A came in with the brittle, and it was delicious. We had people coming in with coffee. Irwin, thank you very much for the coffee. Uh, Smiley Dan, we got to meet Smiley Dan. He comes in with ai got to turn around how to do this. I'd be a lousy weatherman. This fish sticker from Fish's Run at Chase Center a couple of years back. He's got a magnet that he brought me. But there is one man who truly won— the gifting contest, not that we were, not that it was a contest, not that we were counting on anyone bringing anything. We didn't want anyone but people's personalities in the room. And that's all we ever want. But people brought an awful lot of nice stuff, gifts to bear. And then there's J.J. Raider. J.J. Raider, I'm not going to put you out on Front Street, but just so everyone knows, from now on, this will be known as the J.J. Ganja Jar. We have uh, used high-tech technology to rebrand the Ganja Jar, which used to have no sponsorship at all, to now this is J.J. Ganja. Now, if you're not tired with the Raiders, J.J., might I even suggest you change your name to J.J. Ganja, Uh, but J.J., my man. Seriously, thank you all to everyone who came out half a pound of weed brought to me or not. Um, It was an incredible, incredible chance to get to know you all better, for you to get to know each other better. And it was just it was great. It really was. We're going to get into the chat. Obviously, we're going to have a fun club plus today, but we're all here to talk sports and we got some sports to talk about. So we're going to hop into that. And then I I tell you, I don't want an awful lot of the chat to go by without me being able to acknowledge it. So maybe hold on for a little bit before I get in there and uh, and and be able to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to so many of you. Oh, good. I did see uh, R.I.P. Cougar Rebel made it home. R.I.P. Cougar Rebel. He stumbled out of there yesterday. My man, my, my man, I'm glad you made it home. Uh, it was an awful lot of fun. Awful lot of fun yesterday. And an official Otis Bird III, our fearless leader, did show. Um, it was great to finally meet him. It was great to meet True Blue Forever again. It was great to see... Just so many people. Stacey. Stacy brought her son, Miles, who was an Eagles fan. We didn't have any Eagles-Cowboys fights going on in the bar. That was good, but it was a hell of a game. Uh, We had uh, just all kinds of people yesterday. Smiley Dan. I mean, I could again, I could say here, not talk sports with you all day, and just say Rockin' New Era uh, brought a lot of Razor Ramon energy to the party. I mean, a lot of Razor Ramon energy to the party. Um, John said, Damon. Uh, how's the spilkis? Thank you. It's getting better. It is absolutely getting better by the moment, by the day. Uh, thank you to Baron red said, I remember meeting you all this time. What's well, because my mom wasn't there distracting you, Baron. Uh-huh. And, um, it's, uh, just, uh, it was, it was absolutely awesome. Plus mania two was awesome. Chef a, you are awesome. You really are. If I, if I were a, Jewish lesbian chef, I would be Chef A. And if Chef A were a sports talk host, she'd be me. That's like my spirit sister right there. Um, it was awesome seeing so many of you. And and we'll get into more of the greetings and salutations and love that is just going all over the place. There he is. Look at J.J. Ganjajar. J.J. Ganjajar. J.J. Raider, J.J. Ganjajar. Hey, you can't spell ganja without J. Yeah, at least one J, right? Is that there's, there's a J? Yeah, there's a J in there. Yeah, there's a J in there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Look at all the love. And we got people already committed. Man, I'm going to make it to the next one. Look, we're already circling like NBA All-Star break is a possible next one get-together we had uncle boys come on through. It was just, it was awesome. It was so awesome. Old Dirty Hungus knows what's up. Doing the Lord's work. J.J. Ganja. <laughs> That's my guy. Anyways, uh, let, let's get into some sports. And then let's get in. oy! Oh, to my man, Postman in Capitola. All you guys. It was so wonderful meeting you yesterday. Um. There's really something happening. I mean, it's like, here's the thing. It's like when you, when you figure out the people that you're meeting are actually becoming your friends, that's what's happening here where it did, And everyone in the room was just cool as shit. I mean, everyone in the room is just my kind of cat. Really? I, you know, from different backgrounds, different, we're, we're from different everywhere. And the one thing that we all got in common is it didn't take us long to figure out we like hanging out with each other. And that's awesome, and I thank you all very, very much. So, okay, all right. You ready for Chase Young to sack Trevor Lawrence? Because the 49ers are going to need that. A defensive line becoming a force again, an offense waking up because, you know, Debo Samuel and Trent Williams are back in the room. Is that about to happen? It certainly needs to because you're going to Jacksonville Sunday to start the second half of this year and the price of poker kids and boys and girls, it's gone up. I mean, all you need to do is look around this league and you're starting to see the cream separate itself from the rest of that milky center of the NFL. And, you know, this is a massive fork in the road game, as today's thumbnail suggests. This is where you start taking steps towards or away from really being considered a contender. Um, This team, and I really think that this is maybe, arguably, possibly, one of the biggest four-game stretches of Kyle Shanahan's entire head coaching career right here, right now. And I really look at it, and I see a team that has to, bare minimum, go 3 and one three and one in their next four games. Now, the funny thing is, is we're going to spend all week getting ready for Jacksonville. And I will stress the importance of this game because Jacksonville is something of an up and comer itself. And if the 49ers are going to be considered a, still a contender going into Jacksonville, beating the Jaguars would be a bit of a statement, more than a statement than a lot of people assume that that game would be like when a schedule came out. Uh, It's a big game, but of all the games, I mean, if you had to pick one to lose, you might pick that one because the other three in the NFC, one of them's in your division and then one of them is going to be the team that will be hosting the NFC title game because those Eagles look for real, kids. Um, but this is a big one. Tampa Bay at home, I mean, look, that's already a must win. You Do you no messing around. You don't go anywhere this year if you drop that game at home to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At Seattle on Thanksgiving, division game, it feels like a should definitely get that done. It'd be great too. Um at Philadelphia and I'm gonna, just going to tell you right now. I don't want to hear a word. I don't want to hear a minute of bragging about any what the 49ers are going to do when they get to Philadelphia this time if Brock stays healthy this that the other. No. Nope. How about this? I'm going to assume the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win that game and the 49ers are going to need to prove me wrong. I don't get the Niners can win Their next three games, they can beat the Jaguars. They can beat the Buccaneers. They can beat the Seattle Seahawks. I'm still going to predict a loss in Philadelphia until I see it with my own two eyes. Okay, that's where we are on the Eagles right now. The Eagles are playing some holy smokes football. There it is, kids. That's a sip of the day right there. That was a good one. That was right. That was right. Made coffee a little late this morning, um, but it it cooled down quickly here. So there it is. Sip of the day for all of us. Good stuff. Week nine. Week nine wraps up with the Chargers at the Jets tonight. And then we move on. Looking back at week nine, though, a few things became crystal clear. Uh, number one, the Eagles are the class of the NFC, and there really isn't another team, again, to put in the conversation until somebody really proves that they can go and and beat the Eagles from the NFC. Uh, Eagles and Cowboys, that's a game of the year candidate. That was a high caliber, high scoring, big boy football game of the first degree. And it was won by the Eagles, not the Cowboys, who were driving late for what could have been a huge, massive come-from-behind win and touchdown, but it wasn't meant to be. And all I can tell you is that there are some truths coming into focus about this Eagles team that you just can't ignore, starting with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a winner. Just full stop, straight up. You can talk about every attribute that you might want to attach to him, physical, mental. He's a winner. Jalen Hurts is a winner. He is now 25-2 and two over his last 27 starts as a quarterback. In the last two games alone, Jalen Hurts accounted for 566 total yards, seven, turn, seven touchdowns, no turnovers. Since the start of the 2022 season, He's accounted for 37 passing touchdowns, 20 rushing touchdowns, over 6,000 passing yards, over 1,000 rushing yards. He is, right now, the single best quarterback in the history of the Eagles. He's everything that Donovan McNabb was promised to be. He is. Jalen Hurts is capital S special. And he is, you know, you, you could apply the, well, would he do it on another team? Would he do it without, you know, that 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 offensive line? Would he do it without these wide receivers? Would he do it without a defense gets him a ball back? Would he do it without the brotherly shove? Would he, here's the thing. He doesn't have to do it without any of that. He's in the situation he's in, and that's the only place he needs to be good. We don't have to run through your mental to, hurdles to reach the conclusion that Jalen Hurts can play straight up baller. So, you know, a little past his prologue, not that these seasons are connected in any way, shape or form, but every now and then you can dip in the history and find something that might suggest we could know where this goes. And I think we found it right here. The Eagles are eight and one they're 8 and 1 this year for the 7th time in franchise history they're 8 and 1 and they have either reached the NFC title game or the Super Bowl in each of those previous instances. So that's who the 8 and 1 Eagles are. The 8 and 1 Eagles are historically already in the NFC title game and will they get to the Super Bowl is a question everyone in Philadelphia is going to be asking themselves for the rest of the year if they stay healthy they're going to be a bear an absolute bear i see sporticus is saying hurts his gimpy knee somewhat worrisome you know what dude i yeah that's somewhat gim- somewhat worrisome if you're 8 and 1 and you got a somewhat worrisome situation you really don't have much to worry about everyone's got a gimpy knee going into week 10 so this is just this is serious Eagles are really good, really good. So that is, I think, you know, a message that needs to just be spoken down in Santa Clara. And and look, the the Eagles are not going to sneak up on the Niners. The Eagles, the, the Niners know who they are, should know who they are. I think we're all finding out who they are. The news from week nine that did break the 49ers' way is the fact that the Seahawks and the Rams both got blasted this weekend. So that broke well for the 49ers. A couple of other things around the NFL. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins in Germany. Kansas City is now your legit AFC front runner once again. Oh, but it might be the Jaguars, and it might be. Oh, it's, you know, Aaron Rodgers with the No, not quite. Oh, but the Buffalo Bills, it's their time. Uh, I don't know. I, Baltimore Ravens. We'll see if we don't hear from the Baltimore Ravens before the year is over. But all I can tell you is that the Chiefs are still the team to beat and the team that they just beat, the Dolphins, who everyone wants to tell you, do you know that they haven't beat a team with a winning record yet? Do you know that they haven't beat a team? Did you know that the Dolphins have not beat a team with a winning record? Mike McDaniel hasn't beat a team with a winning record this, so far this season, and the Dolphins have got a lot of good things, but they haven't beat a team... Folks, it's the NFL. All these teams are good. Even the bad teams are good. The Dolphins are good. The Dolphins are really good. So I don't think we're done hearing from them. But that was a, a bit of a slobber knocker over in Germany. The most impressive debut anywhere. And to me, the guy, you know, he's not going to win an MVP, comeback player, or nothing or anything like that. But to me, Josh Dobbs should win the That dude is a straight-up gangsta award because he's someone who got traded to a situation in Arizona, which was a terrible situation. He gets their practices for three days and is actually making Arizona roar just a little bit at the beginning of the year. Now they've fallen off greatly. And Arizona didn't even want to be good this year. They traded for Josh jobs. He was good and they didn't even want that. So Kirk cousins, then tears his ACL. They are no it's a torn Achilles. They send him, to Minnesota without practicing, without getting to know anybody's names. He's looking at jersey numbers out there. He gets to spend like two days with the coaching staff going over the most rudimentary portion of the playbook, and he is leading the Minnesota Vikings on a game-winning drive when it's all said and done. Josh Dobbs, maybe the single most earned my respect more than I would have ever assumed they would have had it player in sports this year look forget about just the NFL Josh Dobbs is just uh, he he shows up in situations that are built to be bad situations and he makes the best of them and if you can't respect that I mean I don't even know what you want to be watching that that is some real big boy I'm a I'm an actual quarterback stuff and is, I'm I'm impressed I really am uh you got to be really impressed with CJ Stroud look the Texans got themselves a stupid dud of a young quarterback who yesterday threw for 470 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions to beat the buccaneers and the buccaneers played pretty damn well in that game. Baker Mayfield played a clean game. Uh buccaneers aren't good, but they aren't bad either. Uh and that's what's coming up next after the Jaguars, they're coming up for the 49ers. So, you know, keep an eye on the buccaneers there, but Um, dude, CJ Stroud, like Ohio state has officially produced an NFL quarterback and it's not Justin Fields yet. Maybe, maybe it will be, I don't know. CJ Stroud, he's having a year that could get him a pro bowl nomination. That's how good he's been his first year in this league. So just really, really, really good player. Very impressive. Um, we want to always, Say thank you so much to our friends, my friend, your friend, a man just giving delicious sandwiches to the world. Ike of Ike Sandwiches. I don't know if you've got an office party coming up. Check out Ike's Catering. If you do, send us a picture. If you're ordering a sandwich for yourself or your whole office, we want to share it. We want to spread the word that my man Ike is serving up something delicious each and every day from over 100 locations now. And it's growing, baby, like the plus. Ike's grows the plus grows we are helping each other grow the legends grow and your belly might grow a little bit because it's so full of delicious ike sandwiches and you won't regret you won't regret that at all you won't regret that at all Get yourself an Ike sandwich, do it today, do it tomorrow, do it this week, and send me a picture when you do do it. Uh, Look, I want to thank Uncle Boys for coming out yesterday. It was great to see you, John. I hope you felt the love in the room. And I, I tell you, there was a lot of love to be felt in that room. The way people support each other in this community is something special. It really is. You know, Kruger showing up to support me. Your guys are showing up to support me. Uh, sponsors showing up to support me. You're showing up to support the sponsors. You're eating at Ike's. You are going to Uncle Boys. And guess what? Uncle Boys not only has its Balboa uh, location um, over in the inner Richmond, but they're also now running the kitchen at the uh, Union Street Pub, the little Rathskeller. you got to walk down into the Union Street Pub. My man's running the kitchen over there, so you can get an Uncle Boy's over on Union Street now. And uh, I'm just so happy to see him growing and doing well. And the amount of love that we get for Uncle Boy's sponsoring the Michael Urban Good for Ball, Bad for Ball segment every Friday. It means an awful, awful lot to me. By the way, Saturday night, on Saturday night, I hosted a... Hilltop Club Name, Image, and Likeness Dinner uh, for the University of San Francisco. As an awful lot of you know, Michael Urban went to the University of San Francisco, played baseball there. His father was at my table. And the last time I saw Michael Urban's father, he was eulogizing his son at Michael's funeral. Uh, what a what a stoic, honorable, I mean from a time when men were men, uh, man, Mr. Urban truly is. And he gave me his card. Uh, he is putting together, what, a Kickstarter, or not a Kickstarter, but a, you know, a, a, a GoFundMe, whatever those are, to help raise money for Michael's daughter's uh, college funds. And I will be sharing that with you this week. And all I know is that an awful lot of the people that I met yesterday... And a whole bunch of you whom I haven't met yet would be interested in helping that cause out. So I'll be sharing that information with you a little bit later on this week. It was a very busy weekend. I'll be in touch with the Urbans and get the right information. Uh, if you'd like to donate to his daughter's college funds, I know that I certainly would like to, Jillian would like to, and I know many of you would too. So we will share you that information with you when we have it. And one more thing, you know, when I moved to San Francisco— I fell in love with Sutro Tower. I just thought, that is one of the coolest looking sticks I've ever seen. And of course, it is directly tied to broadcasting. Uh, I used to be a broadcaster in another life and pretend to still be here on the internet. So... Uh, I've always loved Sutro Tower to the point where it's part of the logo of the show. This t-shirt is only available at JaxSF.com if you'd like to go out and peruse the entire vintage collection, the unique t-shirts that they have there that you won't find anywhere else. They got a brick and mortar on Chestnut Street, but JaxSF.com is where you can look at all the cool t-shirts that they have and use promo code DamonBruce10 for 10% off. So thanks indeed to our sponsors, and um, uh, and I'll just be uh, uh, um, upfront and honest with you. Bottom line, bets signed up for half the football season to the bye week, and we we made the decision we're not going to be going forward together um, because he is he's he's doing very well, and his other media pushes and um, is using a whole bunch of. Uh, sexy ladies, which I am, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a sexy lady that are getting great response. And so my man, Stefan is a friend of mine. Uh, and he was there for me and stepped up and answered the bell with bottom line bets, but as no longer an official sponsor of the show, I'm going to tell you, if you're looking for a good handicapping service, go to bottomlinebets.com. I'm going to be indebted and grateful to Stefan, really forever, for counting on me to help launch his now officially growing and uh, and doing very well handicapping service. So thanks so much to Stefan and cheers to him for all of the support. We move on. Are we ready? Are we ready? Look, I can't talk about the game with any authority because it happened while we were all at the bar yesterday, having fun and talking with each other. And We were certainly watching the Cowboys and Eagles game. I only really caught that Warriors game out of the corner of my eye. I saw the whole thing was kind of like an uphill battle for the Warriors. I don't have any specifics to share with you necessarily other than it's the front half of a back-to-back. Disappointing to see the Warriors lose. Cleveland is pretty good. It breaks their winning streak. But I couldn't help but notice when I looked through some of the box score to see who did what, at least numerically. Not that the box score tells you everything you need to know about a game. Trace Jackson Davis was a team high plus eight in 12 minutes. I saw that. And that brings me to something that I do want to talk about with a little bit of authority. Authority. Because I do think I'm an authority on the subject. And I've gotten into a back and forth on Twitter with a few people about the strategy that was Trace Jackson, Trace Jackson Davis' road trip didn't begin in Oklahoma City. He was sent to Santa Cruz for a couple days of practice because you know they decided that that was going to be best for him. Uh, Brandon Pajemski was in the same boat. But um, Trace Jackson Davis got sent to Santa Cruz and then got recalled right before the game and is with the team for the back-to-back. And I even got not into it, but as I was saying, this is ridiculous. This is the wrong thing to be doing with him. Even Raymond Ritter who follows me on Twitter, was like, hey, you know, this isn't an indictment on the guy. Um, It's it's just we thought that him getting a couple practices in because we really don't practice on the road would be better for him as this season moves along. And I understand why the Warriors feel that way. And I'm here to tell you definitively, they're wrong. They are wrong, and Draymond Green knows that they're wrong, and Draymond said, we need to get these kids up here. They provide energy, and we like having them around, and all I can tell you is that last year's entire theme was how disconnected the team is. You know a good way to disconnect the interest of a young player is to take them off the team and send them to Santa Cruz. There's no one who hears, you're going to Santa Cruz for a weekend, and thinks, oh, that's great that's going to give me an opportunity to become a better pro than just remaining on the NBA team will give me. No one thinks that way. And the Warriors, look, they got a little bit of a blind spot when it comes to developing young talent. Now, guess what Trace Jackson Davis is? To you and me, yes, young talent. But to NBA, he's not young. He's a 23-year-old man. And Trace Jackson Davis has played more basketball at Indiana with pressure and high level, just everything on him, than anybody in the G League has played anything worth a damn. And they're not even playing games down there yet. Just sending, look, here's my point on Trace Jackson Davis. He's a grown man, he's fundamentally sound, and there is no amount of he had six really good hours of practice in Santa Cruz that is going to be better for him than dinner with Draymond Green, sitting on a flight next to Steph Curry, learning the league through the lens of Hall of Famer's eyes, hanging out with Clay Thompson, getting to know Kavon Looney, having Steve Kerr in his ear and Bruce Frazier Trace Jackson Davis is an NBA player, full stop. Quit fucking around and don't send him back to Santa Cruz ever again. You know, I even saw, you know, I, I wrote back as, 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 as Raymond was like trying to explain to me while it happened. I wrote back. I'm like, sure, don't ever do it again. He's like, oh, I'm sure we'll do it again. That's the luxury of having a G League team. Here's the luxury of having an actual developed rookie who's an adult. You can play him. Do you think think Trace Jackson Davis is going to get better in a layup line in Santa Cruz? You're out of your minds, Golden State Warriors. I've watched this franchise have an incredible amount of success at the top, and I've watched them fuck up just about every rookie that came through in some way or another. Trace Jackson Davis is not Alan Smilagich. This isn't Jacob Evans. This is a kid who's ready to play in the NBA. He's ready to play right now. He's ready to play tonight. And I'm going to tell you, I'd actually like to see him get a start over Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, look, Andrew Wiggins will always be good enough to never dismiss. He is good, but he will always always lack an element of inspiration that makes you think, yeah, I'm totally bought into this guy and the way he plays every night. Andrew Wiggins is the most Canadian thing on a basketball court possible. He really is. He's gotten off to a completely unnoticeable start this year. He's not making the team worse, but he's really not helping it get better in so many situations. And uh, like I think should be an absolute candidate to get his full attention by sending his ass to the bench. You know, you're not starting tonight, Andrew Wiggins. You got paid. You got your money. And right now you got to get better. You got to get a rebound. You got to play better, man. You got to have some dog in you. Andrew Wiggins is a really good player. But you know what? What? Jonathan Kamingo's playing his dick off. Dario Saric is someone who I don't, you know, when I see him, I don't want to see less of Dario Saric. Trace Jackson Davis, give him a start. Why not? Why not? Every single time he's on the court, he's looking at a plus, and he's making plays, and he, you know, I, mean, I know he missed some free throws in Cleveland, but, dude, Trace Jackson Davis is is ready Sand Andrew Wiggins is asked to Santa Cruz. See if that gets his attention. I just, I, I hate passive NBA players. I hate someone who is built to jump out of a gym and dunk on the world, who isn't constantly jumping out of the gym, dunking on the world and grabbing rebounds everywhere. It drives me nuts It drives me nuts. Warriors, Pistons to this evening, 4 o'clock tip-off because the game's in Detroit. And all I can tell you is that I've already heard some sound bites of how, uh, you know, Clay Thompson's really excited to see uh, James Wiseman, and they always like James Wiseman. And he's going to have to meet him before or after the game because James Wiseman probably doesn't play. James Wiseman has been a coach DNP, but for every game this year except for one, where he picked up four fouls and six minutes, James Wiseman can't play in the NBA. He probably won't play tonight. It's you know I'm, not, I'm look I'm not I'm not ragging on the guy, I'm not making fun of him, I'm not celebrating his failure. But James Wiseman is not an NBA player according to the Detroit Pistons. Not me, not you, not the Warriors. Not because he doesn't know how to assimilate himself into a championship core. No dog. No dog. You can't be that big, have that much skill, and just be a walking, talking coach DNP. You get into a game and all you are is a human foul. What, what, the, what is that? What the hell is that? So, we got a couple more things. Let me give you a live update. Oh, how about this? Total subscribers to the Plus right now, at this very minute, stands at 8,895. I need five of you who are not subscribing to subscribe right now. Five of you. I'd love to get to 8,900 today. That would make me very happy as I go off to lunch a little bit later on. 8,900. Give it to me, baby. And it's just five more people. If you're watching right now and you're not subscribed, hopefully everyone has hit that like button. Make that algorithm. Lovey, lovey. Um, Five more subscribers Get me to eighty nine hundred and get this week off on a good note. I've already come to grips that we're not going to be reaching ten thousand by Thanksgiving. That was a very aggressive, very aggressive goal. But again, if you want to, if if you want to, you know, reach the stars, you at least got to shoot for the moon, or maybe it's the other way around. In order to reach the moon, you got to shoot for the star. Either way, we're not going to get to the goal probably unless something overwhelming happens. Maybe we'll have a like a a plus subscription marathon or something. Oh my God. He's in his 18th consecutive hour. No, I'm not doing that. I got kids, but go ahead. Please hit that like button, hit that notify button. If you are subscribing and if you're not subscribing and watching now, boop. one button, that's all you got to do. That would mean an awful lot. Thank you so much. Um, we're five away. Well, we have five more by the end of our show today. We are going to hop into Club Plus here in just a little bit. Uh, hopefully I haven't missed any uh, super chats or anything like that. Well, I've been rambling, rambling, rambling. I'm going to kind of scroll up here, see where we are. I think we're okay. Um, we continue. We continue with the news that Steve Kerr has said that Paris is going to be his last hurrah with the U.S. men's Olympic team which kind of sucks, you know, I mean, for me, because here, here was what I wanted to do this year. Jillian and I, we got engaged in Paris and we kind of made a promise that we will go back to Paris for the 2024 Olympics because there's never going to be a time in my career where I'm going to know like two or three guys that are on the team and be very friendly with the actual head coach himself. Now the layoff has changed our financial picture quite a bit. So We have to break that promise to ourselves. Jillian and I will not be going to the Paris Olympics. We will not be going to hang out with Steve Kerr and Team USA in Paris, which I'm sure I would have had some access, very special access granted, just based on this great relationship I've always had with Steve Kerr. That's not going to happen. And I thought, well, maybe the next Olympics after that. Well, there aren't going to be a next Olympics after that for Steve Kerr. Who, when asked if he would coach Team USA after the Paris Games, he said bluntly to the athletic, "No. To me it's a two year. It, it, it's a two- year, it's a cycle. Pop coached a World Cup and the Olympics. Now it's my turn to pass the baton. And that's how I kind of think it should be. Frankly, it's a huge commitment too, he said. And there's no doubt about that. Look, Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr is in his last season under contract with the Warriors. And I don't think that it's going to be his last year as a head coach. That would surprise me. I think he is going to be tied to Steph Curry, and the both of them will kind of go walking off into the sunset together. I'd be surprised if anything other than that happened. But the burnout that Steve Kerr has to be feeling has got to be real. I mean, Bob Myers, a younger man in an arguably night-by-night, much less stressful situation— he burnt out as general manager of the Golden State Warriors and decided it's time for me to get off this train. Kerr, the insane amount of games that he's coached, all the high leverage pressure that comes with all those playoff games and all those NBA finals appearances, and then all the parades, those are pressure too. Um, it, 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 and, and then, you know, a, a World Cup, he's already been on the, you know, he's already done an Olympics. And, I, like, that guy deserves an offseason now and again. And he's had so few natural, normal offseasons because of either what the Warriors have succeeded at or what he's done with Team USA as its head coach. All I can tell you is thank you, Steve Kerr. You, you, everything you do, you represent Everything so very, very well. And if this really is his last time around, and I do believe it is, I don't blame him. I mean, that man has punched an awful lot of clocks as a basketball coach since ascending to head basketball coach at the Golden State Warriors. Eric Spolstra has got to be the next man up, right? Eric Spolstra? It's got to be. It's got to be. Or maybe you know maybe maybe they'll just tap back into Bloomington and get Mike Woodson. Uh, if if they went college coach, it would probably be Mark Few, who's already been on Steve Kerr's bench and has Olympic experience. I believe Spolstra has been Kerr's chief assistant, so it feels like Spolstra is the next man in line to be tapped as Team USA head basketball coach, and, and rightfully so. He would he'll be great at that. He'll be great at that. Uh, a man who was not great at it got fired over the weekend, and that was USC's defensive coordinator. Um, don't even forget his name. Doesn't matter anymore because he he gave up yards and points like a strainer. And for the very first time uh, since Lincoln Riley took over the Trojans program, they've fallen out of the top 25. If you told me that with a defending Heisman Trophy winner, as the Pac-12 is dissolving, it would be USC falling out of the top 25 this year, I would have said, no way. But they just, they don't want to play defense. And when you don't want to play defense as a football team, you kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Blow. And the Trojans can score with everyone, with anyone. They can't stop anything. They can't stop anything. So au revoir, shitty defensive coordinator. Uh, Again, if I'm going to be adopting USC going forward at the risk of my own marriage, um, I I, I need a defense. Maybe it's not too late. Maybe it is time I start thinking about Oregon or Washington being my new Big Ten team, because I just can't root for the Hoosiers anymore. And of course, once I say that, Indiana actually went out and beat Wisconsin. But I don't even think they beat Wisconsin this last week. And as much as Wisconsin was unable to complete a forward pass, through no fault of Indiana's defense, their backup quarterback is just bad. But Indiana got a Big Ten conference win. Enjoy it. It's the only one they're going to see this year. Before we uh, slip over into Club Plus, we got a little uh, baseball news for you. Would you like a Cody Bellinger? If you'd like a Cody Bellinger, you can have a Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger opted out, leaving $25 million player option on the table in Chicago to test free agency. Now, look, he might even be back with the Cubs. He was good this year. Cody Bellinger had a really good year, and he's still only 29 years old. And remember, this is a guy who started with three outstanding award given seasons to his career and then he started to taper off and then he completely fell off to the point where like people were saying well like what was he on steroids and now he's not taking them like what the hell happened he hurt his shoulder but this is this is a level of drop off that is abstract even in terms of normal you-can't-be-great-every-year kind of baseball drop-offs. Cody Bellinger went from, hey, this young stud can play, to why can't Cody Bellinger play? Well, he gets to Chicago this year. He has a very good year. And he is going to, you know, bid on himself, bet on himself, and, and test free agency. So Cody Bellinger, if you want a Cody Bellinger, you can have a Cody Bellinger in your outfield this year, and that goes for anybody in baseball. By the way, couple of subscribers come in. Now we're only three away from 8,900. Hit that subscribe button. Maybe you want to subscribe to Club Plus when you see how funky it gets and disco face starts lighting up. The other bit of baseball news is that Steven Vogt has become a manager. He's been hired by the Cleveland Guardians. There were a lot of people who thought that Stephen Vogt might be the right guy to take over for Gabe Kapler, but Bob Melvin was the choice—a choice that I got no regrets on. I, I like Bob Melvin an awful lot. I think he's the right guy for the job. Uh, but Stephen Vogt doesn't need another year of seasoning as someone's bench manager or whatever. He is a major league manager, and the "I believe in Stephen Vogt" chant was just a great chant that you'd hear over in Oakland and uh, and good for Stephen Vote. There isn't a single person out there that doesn't have respect for that guy, his career, or the way he goes about his business. So good for Stephen Vote. we'll see what he does as a manager. So, to everyone who listens to the podcast, I want to say thank you. If the podcast led you to Ploosemania 2, Electric Boogaloo, it was wonderful to meet you. The pod father himself, Benjamin Shapiro, was there. Uh, what a help he has been. Just one Joey who recorded the afternoon and will be producing a beautiful video and got a lot of your testimonials. I know that... Uh, um, I owe a deep gratitude, a deep debt of gratitude to him as well. My man Carl Buschek showed up, and Carl has been uh, a puppeteer pulling all sorts of strings to help me uh, find the videos that I need to put out and share with you that are cut from the live shows that we do. And he has been a tremendous amount of help. Carl showed up yesterday. And to all of you who showed up yesterday, I don't care what led you there. You got there, and it was such an honor to have you there. Thank you so very, very much. Um, Again, people who aren't all over the chat have still, some of you, never missed a download or a show, and it was just great. I mean, really great to finally meet so many of you yesterday. Thank you to meet so many of you yesterday again Again, we're, we're becoming all fast friends. AJ, sorry, I called you Ernie. There was an abnormal amount of Ernie's. And I guess that's how I want to leave you today. Thank you so very much. And please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, whew, he's gone.